Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Robert May is waiting for us. He is the host of the Athletics Football Show. It is a damn good podcast. Highly recommend listening to that. He's also an NFL writer for the Athletic as well. Joining us here on 101 ESPN. Robert, always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. So let's start with, I think, what was the biggest news of the day yesterday or the biggest takeaway for most people, which was Jalen Hurts looking pretty good against the Saints defense. At, at this point, have we basically come to the conclusion that it's over for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia? And if so, what in the world do they do next? I don't know if I'm ready to come to that conclusion quite yet, just because if Jalen Hurts takes the fall over the next month, which I feel like is absolutely possible, then one of the reasons that Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia might not be over is that there isn't a lot that they can do. I mean, they can't cut him, and I don't know why they would, because I'm assuming that somebody would be willing to take that contract for a small pick. And if they can't do that, and if they're sitting around looking, again, if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, and observing the landscape and saying, well, can we really get better than Carson Wentz this offseason? Do we just need a coaching change? Do we need to tweak a couple things? If the front office doesn't get turned over, which I don't think it will, I think Howie Rosen will still be there. This is a guy that just committed that contract to Carson Wentz a year and a half ago. So I don't think it's out of the question that Carson Wentz is back there. I just think that right now, Jalen Hurts definitely gives that offense a little bit more life. So, Robert, since we're on the top of quarterbacks, I'm curious, after watching Josh Allen do what he did uh, last night against the Steelers, we all know Pat Mahomes is the clear-cut quarterback in the AFC, but has Josh Allen become the second-best quarterback in that conference? No. I, I think that Deshaun Watson is still better than Josh Allen. Thank you. I think that I think that what Deshaun Watson has done this year is pretty remarkable, considering the lack of help that he's had. I mean, not even beyond trading DeAndre Hopkins which, I mean, that's just a, a whole other issue. But that's an offense that just doesn't give Deshaun Watson much help. Now, there aren't a lot of screens in that offense. There's a lot of play-action passing in that offense. It's a high-difficulty situation that he's in, and he's playing the best football of his career. Yesterday was an aberration compared to the football that Deshaun Watson has played for most of the season. So I could think you could make an argument that Deshaun Watson is the best, second-best quarterback in terms of the guy you want to build around in the entire league, let alone the AFC. So I think Josh Allen's story is incredible. I think he deserves a ton of credit for the improvements that he's made, but I still think that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback both now and for the future. We're talking to Robert Mays, host of the Athletics Football Show podcast. You can also check him out on Twitter at Robert Mays. 
Robert Smith, sticking with the AFC, though, and I know you guys talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday. The Buffalo Bills looked great last night. The Steelers did not. And we've been talking all year. Who's the team that can potentially upset the Chiefs in the AFC? I'm leaning at this point towards, and I know this sounds kind of crazy given where we are, but I think it's the Titans or the Browns given the way that they are constructed. But for you, who is the team right now in the AFC that has the best chance to knock off the Chiefs? I think it's Buffalo because Buffalo can play any style and create explosive plays. And the reason that I say that is because if you look at a lot of the numbers, the Browns and the Titans both are heavily dependent on play action to create explosive plays in the passing game. They both use it at some of the highest clips in the NFL. I believe Baker and Ryan Tannehill are one and two, and I think they're tied with 10 yards per attempt on play action throws this season. So that's how those offenses are constructed. If you go down 14 points to the Chiefs in the first quarter, I don't have a ton of faith in those offenses being able to come back. The Bills are a different story. I think that Josh Allen it gives you some volatility in a good way that those other two offenses don't. And I just think his ability, not dissimilar to what Patrick Mahomes can do, where he can make any throw to any point on the field at any time, gives you the best puncher's chance against that Chiefs team in a way that other offenses more reliant on structure can't. So, Robert, has your opinion changed any bit on the Chiefs after the last couple of weeks? Of course, yesterday with the three interceptions for Pat Mahomes and then the week prior, yes, a win, but a close one. Has it changed at all about them being the the clear-cut favorite right now? Yeah, it has changed. I think they're better than I thought they were. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I, I think that, I mean, that Miami game, you're playing against the team that I believe was fifth in the NFL or top five in the NFL in drop back expected points added per play. Advanced metrics said they were one of the best five or six pass defenses in the entire league. And the Chiefs made it look easy. They made it look casual. And when you throw two interceptions within the first few minutes of a game and you take a 30-yard sack on the third drive, it should you should lose that game. I mean, that, that's a game against a playoff team. The NFL teams lose on the road week in and week out, even really good ones. We made the comparison on our show last night. Think about what happened to the Rams down there. The Rams are a good team. The Dolphins jumped on them, and the game was over. The Chiefs are never in that position. The game is never over. There's no way to jump on them because there's no lead that's insurmountable. I just think that the only times we've seen them lose, especially the only time we've seen them lose this year, is to a team that really traded punch for punch for them all the way through and just happened to not give the Chiefs the ball at the end. I don't know if there's a world where you can play defense because we saw that in the Super Bowl last year. So I just think that they're as potent as they've ever been and they're as in concert and cohesive and, and all of the factors are working together in a way that it never has. I just can't imagine a world where they lose if something catastrophic happens. Well, we're talking to Robert Mays of The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Robert, I'm a Chiefs fan myself, grew up in Kansas City, and what you just said, like, that is so foreign to me as a Chiefs fan, and I've kind of, like, settled into this spot of, okay, it's going to be okay. I know you went to Mizzou, so you can you can kind of lean on that experience. Like, Every time that we watch a Mizzou game, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And for 20 years of my existence, that was the case with the Chiefs. And now it almost feels like even if they're down 14 with seven minutes to go, I just assume that they're going to find a way with some sort of magic to be able to come back from that. And it's almost become boring, I think, for a lot of sports fans. It is really amazing just how casually and calmly they're able to flip a game. I mean, yesterday you have that moment where they go down, 
and I think Kelsey scores the touchdown. I can't remember the exact timeline of it, but they had the pick that was tipped that Tyron Matthew got, and then they scored almost immediately. I think that was the Kelsey touchdown, and that put them up 14. It was 10 to 7, and then the Kelsey touchdown puts them up 14 to 10. And it was right at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. And then they get the ball back in the third quarter. They had that completion to Clyde Evans for Lair up the left sideline for like 25 yards. And then from the 44, Mahomes just unlaunches that rocket to Tyreek Hill. It's 21 to 10. And then they get a three, Miami gets a three and out punt. Hardman returns the punt for a touchdown. If you look at, and that's 28 to 10, if you look at the game time that passed between the time they scored the Kelsey touchdown and the time that McCall Hardman returned that punt for a touchdown, it's about three minutes of game action. And the game goes from 10 to 7 to 28 to 7, and the game is over. And they're 28 to 10, and the game is over. They are so capable of doing that, and they make it look so easy in a way that I just can't remember another offense doing. The firepower and the explosiveness that they have across the entire unit is just something that no one in the NFL can really match. So, Robert, we started talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and let's talk about the team that they beat and really that conference right now. So the Saints lose, although still a a, a strong team in the NFC. But are the Packers now the clear-cut favorite in that conference? I think the Packers are the favorite just because I have so much more faith in their offense. I think their offense is the closest thing we have to the Chiefs. If you look at all the numbers, they would bear that out. And then if you just look at the eye test, I think it would bear that out. If they're playing at such a high level just with that scheme and the way that Rodgers is playing, I have more faith in that. And, and the Saints' defense is fantastic. And I think that they got jumped on yesterday by a strange offense. That we've seen really good defenses struggle with running quarterbacks before just because it's not something that you're typically preparing for week to week. So could the Saints give the Packers some trouble? Well, yes, absolutely. But at this point, they're going to have to go to Lambeau to do that. I know home field advantage isn't that big of a deal, but it's still – a situation where the Packers are playing in their own beds and they're playing in a space that's comfortable to them. So I absolutely think that the Packers probably have the inside track to that conference right now just because it's easier for me to bet on offense than it is to bet on defense, even when we get into the playoffs. And I just think that the Packers' offense is the safest bet in the NFC at this current moment. As a little bit of a follow-up to that, Robert, and I, I typically don't love the MVP conversation as much as some people see, uh, do, but I, I think it's really fascinating this year because you have two super-deserving candidates with Rodgers and Mahomes. Did Rodgers overtake Mahomes yesterday, or do you still have Mahomes as the favorite to win this award with the final three going into the final three weeks? I think that you have to own the season to win it, and I think that that's the Chiefs have. You know, if they finish 15-1, and one, which I think they will, and they end up just running away with this. I think that you have to give it to them. And it's a narrative award. I can understand where people would get tied up into the Rodgers narrative, which I think is great. You know, having Aaron Rodgers be back playing at this level is really good for the NFL. It's good for everybody. But I do think that it should go to the most valuable player, and the most valuable player is the best player, and Patrick Mahomes is the best player. So there's a chance that people get bored and just give it to Rodgers because it's something different. But I think right now, if I had to pick somebody, it would still be Patrick Mahomes. Final question for you. Robert Mays, he is of The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Robert Mays. Robert, I know you're a Chicago guy. You are a Bears fan. And Mitchell Trubisky looked good yesterday. Are we going to see this entire front office coaching staff and Trubisky back again next year? Is is that the direction (laughs) that this thing's going? I got to go. I can't hear you breaking up on me. <laughs> I, I, it's, 
I, I don't understand how you could come to that conclusion. And I don't understand how you could look at the body of work over the last two years and talk yourself into the idea that rolling with this again is smart. And teams have done stupider things in the past, and teams have rationalized less. You know, there are absolutely scenarios, and we play this out a thousand times, where the McCaskies or Ted Phillips or whoever sit there at the end of the season and say, this defense is still good. We can still get the most out of this. Why shake everything up now when we only have one or two more years of this defense? I think that's possible. I think it would be incredibly misguided. That is chasing something that no longer exists. And at some point, if you're in the middle and you're stuck in the middle and there's no path out, you need to do something drastic to get yourself there. And the Browns have done that and succeeded. It took a couple years, but they just needed the right coaching staff to put this roster going in the right direction. And they did that. The Dolphins did that. I just think that you can't try to play the middle ground and tinker and just say, all right, if we do this and that and bargain with yourself, because that's just not a path to success. It, it never has been in the NFL. And I just think if you look at the bears and you're being realistic with yourself, they need bigger changes than one or two little things. And that includes the quarterback. That probably includes the coaching staff. And that probably includes the front office. The hamster wheel of mediocrity is a hell of a thing in the NFL. He is Robert Mays. You can find his work over on The Athletic. He's the host of The Athletic's football show. Robert, always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family. Wish you all the best, and hopefully you have a happy holidays, my man. Thanks, guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.